feel a little bit special coming up here, but anyway, here we go. A little bit more about myself. I thought, you know, it's always good to get to know me. Um, oh, sorry, I should say thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, it's, it's always a pleasure to be invited to come and share about MAF and what we're doing because it's a, a really exciting part of God's mission and the way we look at it is that our part of God's mission just is an extension of your part of God's mission. So it's, it's all the same sort of thing. We just do it a long way away with planes. So as I said, I thought I'd start with a little bit about me. Um, I'm an ordained minister in the Uniting Church. Please don't hold it against me. Uh, I have resigned. It's okay. Um, and to some, that can mean very little. To some, it can be a little bit offensive. Um, to others still, it can be a source of pride. To me, it's like saying that I'm the opening batsman for the Australian cricket team. Um, because, you know, there's nothing to, to show that or prove that. There's, I can say it, some might believe it. I might even believe it. And the way that our opening batsmen have been going in the last test or so, I could be the opening batsman. <laughs> but apart from the nice certificate that I got and a really nice little figurine that um, one of our, my, my friends gave me, there's, there's nothing to really prove, as I say, that, that I'm a, an ordained minister or anything. The second thing about me is that I'm a passionate scuba diver. I'm a golf player and a motorbike rider. See, I once dived with Jason Momoa. Yeah, that's uh, Aquaman, yep. And I played golf at the same time as uh, Adam Scott and I've ridden a motorbike with Nick Doohan, world champion rider, and um, Russell Ingle, the V8 supercars driver. And again, I can say all of that and some might believe it. And some might be offended because it sounds like I'm lying. I might even believe it. But I do have some photos of the ride with Mick Doohan and Russell Ingle. The two others might still be true because I was diving at the time they were filming uh, Aquaman. <laughs> so, so there's a chance. And I did play a round of golf once at the same time that the Australian Open was on. Um, I think I was at... Uh, Probably Taree Golf Course, but yeah. Anyway, the third thing about me is that I can't skydive. I can't play the cello, and I'm a terrible at computer games like Fortnite and Candy Crush or any of those sorts of things. Now I've never tried them, mind you. But I do have a fear of heights, so that sort of takes out the skydiving thing. Uh, I can't read music. I can sing music. I can pick it up, and, but I can't read music. And I've no interest in computer games. So who knows what I could do if I put my mind to it or if God called me to do it. 
I want to think about Jeremiah and the call of Jeremiah. That's recorded in uh, Jeremiah 1 verses 4 to 10. It said, The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, Sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you to and do not be afraid of them for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand, touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. Let's pray. Father God, you call us, you prepare us, you have a plan for each one of us. As we sit and think about that today, Lord, we just pray that you would open our hearts and minds to whatever it might be that you're calling us to. Some of us may be resisting, some of us may be not even paying attention, Lord. Others may be where we should be. We thank you, Lord, for that. We just ask that you would help us today to hear your word and to hear your call to our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. The reading from Jeremiah there recounts the call and the anointing of Jeremiah by God. Like many of us, he was a bit overwhelmed by that call and felt totally inadequate to the task. The idea of speaking to people was not on his radar and was as good an excuse as any was that he was too young. But God had other ideas. Quick cleansing of the lips with a red hot coal and a promise to be with him and hey presso, one prophet. Seventy-five years ago, a band of returning RAAF pilots searched for purpose and direction following what must have been the most challenging time of their young lives. They'd done multiple bombing missions over enemy territory, shooting out of the sky dozens of other pilots. They were tired of all of that though. They were tired of the senseless waste of that amazing technology we know as a plane. They were so tired of doing it for king and country, never having met the king, and in some instances, never having been to the country. They asked God to show them how to really use these things for his kingdom, the real kingdom, the one that counts. Missionaries had for years before that been hiking or boating, driving or riding into some of the most isolated and remote places in the world. They'd been healing the sick, 
educating people in sustainable ways of living and bringing the hope and the good news of the gospel. They'd been fulfilling the Great Commission to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. But now this new technology meant that what once took weeks, months and even years to be able to get to these places could now be done in minutes. What was once a death sentence for somebody was now savable because we could get them to a hospital or to get medical help to them. What was once impossible was not only possible but happening. None of it without risk, mind you, though. If we scroll through some of these slides, you'll get to see some of the places where MAF finds itself. That's the basic type of plane we use. We have 140 of them around the world and the little pod underneath there is, uh, that's all right, the pod underneath was a MAF design because we could carry more cargo and passengers by developing that. All those places are where we are. The yellow ones are MAF Australia and the, the red ones are the MAF International, which is our operation arm. We go into 1,400 destinations, which is more than the top seven airlines in the world combined. So, we keep busy. And that's the greeting often when we come. Rather than saying, I can't, or it's too hard, or I could get more money from... Qantas or Jetstar or someone like that, these pilots rolled up their sleeves, dug out runways, smoothed out airstrips and trusted God to guide their path. Mountains, jungles, swamps, unrest, no roads. MAF overcame these barriers to bring hope to the isolated. We aim to mirror the love of Jesus in everything we do. He cared for people physically and spiritually, meeting the needs of the people around him regardless of who they were. There's four main areas, if we just click through a bit more, there's four main areas where we help. In aid and development, MAF enables the work of around 2,000 different organisations around the globe to happen. It can range from water wells in South Sudan, food security in Timor or East Timor, Timor-Leste to be precise, medical supplies in Kenya, disaster prevention in Bangladesh, although we're not allowed to say we're in Bangladesh so if I, if you, that, you didn't hear that from me, um, educational programs in Arnhem Land. MAF helps improve living conditions and enables thousands of families to develop safe, healthy and productive communities. They work with organisations like World Vision, Save the Children's Fund, Samaritan's Purse, and I see you've got the Christmas boxes there. We deliver those in lots of places. Habitat for Humanity, 
YWAM, UNICEF and many, many others. In disaster relief, just keep scrolling through those. Disaster relief, the barriers created by natural disasters can be overcome by math. So in the wake of natural disasters and civil wars, math aircraft can take off and land on some extremely short crewed airstrips. In fact, after the um, uh, tsunami in uh, Banda Arte, we landed on the road because that was all that was left. And it's not a straight road, so it was an interesting landing. MAF has a reliable, timely delivery of emergency supplies and personnel after such things. Food arrives in time to alleviate hunger, medicines and emergency medical evacuations can happen and lives are saved. Goods and supplies to improve the living conditions are delivered. There was an earthquake up in, um, and tsunami up in, no it wasn't, it was a cyclone, this one, up in um, Indonesia and a bunch of school kids who were at boarding school um, because that's where they had to go were stuck at the airport and um, no one could get to them except when our math plane flew in the day after and we were able to deliver them from some food and some supplies and I mean imagine being a kid you know, away from family and friends and home and even school support networks stuck in an airport hangar whilst all of that's going on around you. Our guys were the first people that they saw at the time. We played critical roles following the Boxing Day tsunami in Indonesia, Hurricane Felix in Nicaragua and the 2010 earthquake in Haiti. We don't have operations in some of these places but because we are a fairly nimble organisation, we can get emergency relief there very quickly. Typhoon Haiyan in the Philippines, the 2015 earthquake in Nepal, which is another place that I can't tell you that we serve in because we have to use a different name there because I don't want to let everyone know that there's a Christian organisation helping in a uh, Hindu, I think, country, Buddhist country maybe. So we have to operate under the radar a little bit and in that instance we had to use helicopters. We also have a communications arm and we're able to set up uh, further relief by getting communications restored very quickly even after the whole nation has lost its power supply. As far as medical assistance is concerned, for those in remote or isolated communities a mass flight is often the only way to get life-saving care. We respond quickly and effectively to save lives and ease suffering caused by accidents. Diseases, disasters, deadly epidemics, complications of childbirth are all part and parcel of what our people deal with on a daily basis. Thousands are saved each year as mass feeds patients to hospital turning days of ground travel into mere minutes. That's why we say with a jerry can of fuel, $50 gives us 20 minutes of flying time. When you're in PNG, that 20 minutes of flying time is the difference between three days trek through a swamp 
or a mountain or jungle. The Christian mission, as the Paul, uh, Apostle Paul puts it, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Over the past 70 years, thousands of those beautiful feet have stepped on and off math planes in remote corners of the world. To help fulfil Jesus' great commission, math enables and supports missionaries and local evangelists to reach unchurched people, Indigenous church workers to reach isolated villages, church capacity building through discipleship, skills training and leadership development, scripture translation and distribution. I saw a video recently of a village in um, Suriname which you have to take a um, two-hour plane flight and then it's a two-hour canoe paddle just to get to this village and regularly um, village leaders from all over the, the nation make that trek because they've set up a Bible college in this village and they do their training there and um, Matt's able to provide the resources and the expertise for um, teaching the pastors about things like the internet and all of those things that are starting to encroach on these remote locations and how to use those things and navigate them safely. One of our young guys actually was, he's trained as a pilot, he was called as a pilot, he thought he was going as a pilot, he's now serving as an IT specialist in Arnhem Land and um, because at the time there wasn't a placement for him in, uh, with an aircraft and so he said, okay, God still called me using his other skills. On top of this, all of our math staff themselves are missionaries. Every single one of them has to go through at least 12 months of Bible college because when they go to the villages, they live in that community. They become part of that community. The staff have an opportunity, an incredible opportunity to share their lives and the love for Christ that they have with their neighbours and their fellow uh, villagers. Many of our staff are involved in leading local Bible study groups and supporting Indigenous church mission. They may be pilots or engineers or technicians. They may be managers by trade, but they're missionaries at heart. We just got through. South Sudan's an interesting place. Our pilots have reported coming back with bullet holes in the fuselage. That's where uh, that's that's a day-to-day observation. It's a, a very very difficult place. That's some of our airstrips. Believe it or not, this little faint brown line up the side here, that's a runway. That one's actually really good on the other side. This is some of the after effects of the cyclones and tsunamis. We bring in the disaster relief for all of the different, uh, from different organisations. 
the aid and the, the medical supplies, the medical practitioners that are needed immediately on the ground. PNG has a very special place in Australia, MAF Australia's heart, because that's where we first started operations. We had a pilot by the name of Harry Hartwig who came back from the Second World War and his initial work was um, up in Arnhem Land and Northern Territory doing uh, surveying work and then uh, he received uh, an opportunity and a call to um, serve in PNG and it actually cost him his life. He um, at that stage didn't have all of the uh, instruments that we do now to um, tell you when you're flying through a cloud that there's a mountain just on the other side of that. We keep flicking through. Like that one. Now that's interesting because there is a, an airstrip down there. You couldn't see it very well but there's an airstrip on the side of that mountain. There's an airstrip in there as well. This is one where you have to sort of come around through the valley, hang a sharp left, at down, hit, down low, keep enough speed when you hit the ground to get to the top of the airstrip because you need enough speed when you're going down the, the airstrip to take off again before you find the uh, other side of the valley. This is one of the medical evacuations that brought him out of the village. Very crude sort of uh, stretches that they've got. They make them up as they go. Here we are just giving people some examples of the things that we've got. Like the, some villages are fortunate, particularly up in Arnhem Land and places like that, to have access to laptops and so we um, maintain and, and train them in using those. Um, the next slide we've got the solar powered MP3 players and um, there's uh, Bible boxes, there's uh, SD cards that we load up with scriptures. Um, often our pilots will fly out with a, what's called a Bible box which is just basically a toolbox, chocolate block full of um, the Bible and uh, or these things and they get swamped at the, as soon as they land. People come in and they have to buy it because if you get something for free there's no value to that. But if you pay something that's a valuable thing and so highly subsidised but we, um, we provide them with these and they, they pay a small token amount. Bangladesh we have um, two um, seaplanes now. There's another one of those fun airstrips. That one's great, that's a roller coaster, a, a big dipper. Yeah, we land at the bottom, fly up and try and, you've got to maintain the speed as I said so You've almost got to stall it to get on the ground and then get your speed back up again because you've got to get up the top of that hill. So? 
Yeah. Hebrews 12, 22 to 24 reminds me of the scenes that I've seen of our math pilots landing on some of those remote, unbelievable airstrips carved into mountainsides and the throngs of people that come out to welcome them and buy a Bible. It says, but you have come, in, uh, verse 22 says, but you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. Jesus, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. So I could go on forever sharing about MAF and the things and the stories that I've heard and, and been shared with me. The work that's yet to be done by our men and women in the field. We've got 52 families in the field which equals 165 children spread all over the world in these remote places. Liberia has just, it's a brand new program and Madagascar are brand new programs. They're just starting up and there's, there's limitless what could be done there. The need is ever growing. As I said at the start of this talk, I could say that I do or have done a lot of things in my life. I can have all the best intentions of doing great things and serving God. But it was vital that I stepped out and responded to the call of God for me to join his mission with MAF and go out and speak to people like you this morning and help you understand where you fit in to that greater plan and mission. There may be opposition from some people as it's not all done in Australia or in a church. Now that this isn't real mission, it's not, not real church work. There may be opposition because where my mission field is based is Bella Vista in an office. There may be challenges to overcome and fears to quell. Like, I don't, don't normally like to read as much of my sermon as I have today, but I was preaching last week at Fairfield and a lovely lady filmed the whole service and put it up on um, Facebook. And so I thought, if anyone sees that I'm saying the same sermon again, you won't feel special. So I've had to rewrite my... That was a challenge. God will always be there with us. God has prepared us. In fact, he's gone before us into every situation that we're going to find ourselves in as we respond to his call onto our lives. So you can say that no matter what happens, it's perfectly safe for you to be wherever God calls you to be. Because he's already there. He's already laid out the, the groundwork for you. And we have to remember that we were designed and created 
and destined from our very, very beginning for what God's called us to do. So our question after this is, what's God calling you to do? What are you feeling the challenge to to be part of? As far as supporting NAF, it could be to pray for us. It could be to buy a Father's Day card. It could be to become a pilot or an engineer or a teacher or a doctor or one of the many other administrative roles. For every pilot that's in the air, there's eight other people on the ground making sure that that happens. It could be to step up and be part of the mission here and what this church here is doing so that this church continues to grow and flourish and bring more people in and witness to more people and then they get to hear about stuff like MAF and various other places that God could be calling them. Mountainsides in Canada riding bikes down at a great rate of knots. I invite you to to just spend a little time now just quietly in prayer yourself and just ask God where you fit in and what he's got for you in store. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, it's an amazing thing to think that you, as it says in Psalm 139, Lord, that you knit us together. You went to that degree of care and attention to detail to bring us together as a, as a being. You breathed life into us, Lord. And you set us on this amazing, special planet to work with you, to grow with you, to love you and to serve you. Father God, we just pray that you would open our eyes to where it is that you want us to be if we aren't already there. If we are there, Lord, that you would continue to walk with us and guide and lead us as we seek to serve you every day that you would grant us what we need, not what we want, to be able to complete the task you've set before us. And that, Lord, we would be forever grateful and thankful and humbled by the gift given to us through your Son, Jesus Christ, of an eternal life with you and a reward in heaven We thank you for this. We glorify your name, Lord. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for your opportunity today. I appreciate it very much. I've got some bits and pieces down in the um, uh, morning tea area if you want to grab some magazines or some more information. And um, I look forward to another opportunity again sometime.